You are listening to Shake It Out on Open Lines Radio. Follow Soraya on Instagram at The Experiment House. Follow me, Mark, on Instagram at tincan.telephone and also at Hobo Safe Camp. Follow me at both places. Uh, follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio and be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Um, this episode was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, we had some major technical problems going on, and uh, even the the call we the call got dropped right about the thirty minute point, right halfway through. And it wasn't just for a minute or two; it was like twenty minutes before we were able to get the connection back and uh, and and start the conversation up again. So it took a minute to uh, we, had, we had to quickly gather ourselves and remember what we were talking about. I think we did a pretty good job. I think we. Uh, I think it's a pretty great episode, in spite of the uh, the technical problems we had doing it. Uh, the, the fine folks over at Ringer uh, helped me out. Um, the files, one of the files, was corrupt, and they were able to uh, fix it for me. So I was able to uh, get those from Ringer. We use Ringer to uh, record these um, remotely. You can do uh, you can go to uh, OpenLinesRadio.com and click the Ringer button, the icon right there on the right side, and you too can be recording with Ringer in a matter of seconds. It's really cool. It gives you some good quality sound. Um, we have a lot of options. Um, what else? What else? Um, I think that's about it. I'm, we're going to get going on this. It's kind of a long one. Um, I hope you enjoy. Tears on that you love, the ones that drive you crazy. Exactly what you're dreaming of, I'll give it to you, baby. 150 miles away, singing out my lungs, driving faster through LA. Oh, my, my tongue. Exactly what you've done, and know exactly, baby. Just a flash, and I can't even see. She can't 
So I've been thinking about some C words as per usual, but these are less fun. Uh, I've been thinking about consumerism, but I've really been thinking more about consumption and like what I consume and when and how and how other people consume things. And I've been thinking about Britney Spears um, kind of a lot for like this whole quarantine, like more than I ever did when Britney Spears was like relevant as a pop star in my young life. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I wanted to know, have you, you're on the internet. Um, have you seen any of the like hashtag free Britney stuff <laughs> floating around? Yeah. So I actually, uh, there was a time it was like right as her career was kind of like fading toward <clears throat> the end there when she was like, the, you know, losing her mind. Mm-hmm. I was really like into Britney Spears as the, a phenomenon, as a pop culture phenomenon. And like, mm. and then, and also like seeing her as a person, like she did some interview, I think that I saw where I was like, holy shit. Like that was like the first time I'd ever recognized her as a person and not some, you know, pop culture icon that they created mm-hmm. right as right from the beginning. So, but I haven't been following lately, but I, I have this huge interest in Britney Spears. I, I'm fascinated by Britney Spears, but like I've been so overwhelmed just with other things. I've seen the hashtags and I've seen how her dad has like the custodianship or something on her, but I have no, I was even thinking, I'm like, why, how as she as an adult, as, as, does he have this power over her? And I just haven't. Like, it's been, like, I don't even want to go look to find out why. You know, I just have the question, but I have yet to speak the answer. No, that's totally fair. It's super bleak to look at. <laughs> so what is going on? What is happening? Uh, I don't, I also have not, I haven't done the, like, the, like, deep, deep, deep dive. Because I can't, when it comes to Hollywood and when it comes to big money and, like, record companies and whatever, it's always just too grimy. It's, like, the grimiest, and I don't, I don't want to know. But I had to know because Britney Spears was not on my radar. Like I really, you know, she just she just was. She's just in the fabric of our reality. She's just in the zeitgeist. She's there. She's in the background. And when I stopped being very young and it stopped being relevant, like I had control of the radio dial. Like I didn't have to listen to Britney Spears, so I didn't probably. But then uh, here she is, and here's this free Britney situation. So I, I click and I and I like do a little digging. And basically, the gist of it is, um, she's been posting regular content on her Instagram and it's like highly suspect like before I even before I even clicked very far I just looked at her Instagram and I was like hey this is weird is Britney Spears being held captive like what's going on because um despite like despite the like obvious amount of money that we associate with this with this person right this like mega pop star like the pop star to end all pop stars in our time more or less like she's uh she's 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 looking really beat up she's looking really beat up and used and like drip dry and she's wearing yesterday's eyeliner but from like last week and she's posting these videos of herself doing choreography like alone in like her big empty house and it's like what's going on like <laughs> what's happening to you it's kind of bad choreography it's not even like good it's not good it's very much like oh you're just you're just like a person twirling in your living room but but also, like, you know, we know you two have worked very hard in your life. Like, the thing is, okay, so as a person who, who like, especially as a person who makes music, as, a, as I don't want to call, I don't want to say as a musician, but, like, as a person who makes music and plays on stages in front of other people sometimes, and potentially will do that again someday, there's this whole, there's this whole 
disgusting disconnect that happens when you make things and then when you present that thing to people. And sometimes it's not disgusting and it's beautiful and there's communion and it's an active, you know, beautiful, holy, I don't know, we're on earth. Like that's the whole point. Like, oh, I'm here and you're here and we're sharing this thing. But most of the time it's gross. And I don't, (laughs) people will try and pretend like it's not, but it is. It's gross. People pretend like, oh, okay, I go to shows and I like music and whatever. But nobody talks about how we don't care about the opening band, right? Like nobody talks about how, okay, cool, I paid to see a headliner and I showed up to this venue that I don't really care about and it's kind of crummy. And the person on stage right now is like not doing anything that I care about. And I really don't care about the hundred other people in this room with me. Like it's not beautiful and it's not holy and it's not communion. It's just the regular act of being alive and being on earth. And then here comes someone like Britney Spears and you know, to do, to do work the way that she does, even if you don't like the music to be doing shit, like having, you know, long stints in Vegas and whatever, like that is, that is a feat. You're waking up every day and you're doing, she's not even a good dancer. Like it's really remarkable. Like you're waking up every day and you're putting yourself through all this rigmarole for your whole life. Like you didn't even get to be a person because it started when you were a child and you've been exercising and, and like, pushing your body and doing all of these things that don't even come naturally to you. It truly is a laborious act. Okay. Like there's no, even for like the beauty of it, even for the connecting and the fans and the people who like truly feel her on a spiritual level and are praying for her and all of that shit. Like it's still, it's something else. We paint it in broad strokes and we're like, Oh, music and life and whatever. But like, also it's gross. It's just, it's gross. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very gross. I was going to surround her with people. If she has a bunch of background dancers around her, she kind of gets lost in the mix. But like you said, like when she's standing in her living room, twirling around, it's like it's a, what is happening? Like what, what? Seriously, what is happening? And then when it's when it gets to like the weird situations where like a lot of the content on her Instagram, it all looks like. It's all very, it feels, I mean, it is performative. We're performing. Anytime you post something on the internet, that's a performance. It doesn't matter if you're famous or not. Like you're, you're not doing that. I mean, even if you are just doing it solely for you, you're not anymore. It's, it's going out into the world. Uh, and, and some of the stuff it's like, who, what, like the quality of the performance is very, very questionable. The, the, like the, the, the spirit of the thing, you know, like, even if you, even if you aren't routinely into like looking at someone's aura or like reading their energy or like being present to like what they're not saying, even if you're not reading between the lines, when you just fucking look at her and you look at the stuff on the Instagram, it's like, Hey, are you okay? (laughs) No, really? She's not. (laughs) You look real tired, man. Like you look, are you like, what's going on? It really feels like there is a, a like a violent, threatening force on the other side of that camera, and watching it just doesn't feel good, and it doesn't feel right. So then enter this whole free Britney thing. Somebody and somebody left a comment on her Instagram, like, "Hey, if you're not okay, wear yellow in your next video." And so then she posts a video, and she's wearing a yellow shirt, and so of course the internet takes off, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta help her. We gotta help Britney." And that's it's pretty much as far as I could as far as I could go down the rabbit hole. Cause once I started getting into like the whole custodianship and uh, you know, the reality of like the reality of it, really the, the like honest reality of what it means when you make so much money that you are such a, like such an asset to somebody that they just erase your humanity. And then when it's like people who are related to you, like it's just, it's so much. Yes. It's but so much. all of it made me think, 
it's so much. But all of it made me think about me and about how up until that point, like, I fully didn't, I don't, like, I didn't, whatever, like, Britney Spears, like I said, it's just there. She's just there, you know, like, we, we were alive on Earth at the same time. And it just, the ripples are all there. I never really paid much attention to it. And nobody else, I mean, if you pay attention to Britney Spears, then you do. And if you don't, then you don't. And that's just, that's just it, right? Like, okay, you do, you don't, but what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? To think about the reality, like from her childhood, bro, from her like actual childhood to be a commodity and to be traded and bought and sold like public goods. And then everybody and their mom was watching Tiger King at the beginning of the year. And everybody and their mom um, understands that there's like a whole shady cast of characters in the underworld of big animal trading. And everybody and their mom saw that dude in the documentary whose name I forget. And that's okay. Cause I don't need to remember the name of every mediocre white man who commits small crimes, but the dude who trades in big tigers and was doing all the Britney Spears videos in the nineties, like listen, predatory on every level, predatory on every level in this industry. And this person has been dealing with it forever. And, and the rest of us just what, just act like, okay, but it's irrelevant. It's not part of my life. Like it's just Britney Spears, but how can that be true? How can that be true? How can those things coexist? If I live in the world and you live in the world and I know your name, like, how can we not be connected if I, you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I know that that's like a big reach. I can hear, I can hear the way that other people are going to hear that reach, but like, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a reach. No, no, she's absolutely. And, and not just her. I mean, she's just the, you know, the, she's just the friend. Yeah. But there's so many people that are just um, traded as commodity and maybe now, it might be changing a little bit just because um, people aren't so reliant on Hollywood for their fame. People don't need skeezy producers and things like that to get out there if they have good enough content. Mm -hmm. So maybe now, mm -hmm. but she's kind of like this left remnant of that earlier time who's still, it's, it's, it's like, it's like I hear Britney Spears. I'm like, Britney Spears, she's still a thing, you know? And then you start looking and it's like, yeah. it's like she's actually kind of held hostage and like, but it's like, and I don't know when I see the, like the Instagram posts of her, she, I, she doesn't even, I look at him to try to see any sort of who she used to be or look like in there. It's like, I can't believe this is Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. This looks like a Britney Spears robot. You know, it looks like, like yeah. the, the, the skin's not even right. You know, it doesn't even look like real skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I don't. Is, is that still? Is that is that? Is she like the end of that era, or is it still? I'm sure it's still happening, but just on what kind of level? Okay, so here's my here's my thinking. So I make stuff. That's what I do. I make stuff for fun. Just just like on a fundamental level, when I'm not expected to do other things, I like to be making stuff. And the older I get. Uh, and the more money that I'm expected to like bring in to support myself and to pay for the things that I need to live the kind of life that I want, the the more precarious my relationship to making stuff gets. Because now I don't just get to make stuff because I want to or because I feel like it or because I have the drive and the desire. I make stuff because I have to survive on the stuff that I make. And I have to get really creative, creative and clever about like what kind of stuff I'm making and how I'm offering that stuff because at my heart, I'm... I fucking hate capitalism. Like I'm not here to trade. I'm not here to trade my soul. I'm just not. And the stuff that I'm making, like it, that's where it comes from. Like I can't put a dollar amount on that. And so I keep trying to find these really 
inventive ways to to circumnavigate this whole situation on earth, right? But lately I've heard myself and I've heard other people talking about content, the C word, content, content, content a lot. I never, I never, I never created content before I made stuff. You know, I, I, I wrote songs or I composed melodies or I painted, I painted or I wrote poems. Like I, I was making stuff and they all had names and they all, they don't all have places. I mean, that's the other thing too. Like the, the shit that I'm talking about, the shit that I'm making, the, the work, like my real work, there's no context for it yet in the world. There's no, like the, we haven't, we don't have a collective way to consume all of this or to go on this adventure with me or to like properly follow this narrative the whole way through. So I've just got boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that the world won't even see anytime soon because, you know, like you just don't know what to do with it yet. Forget about all of the the other stuff, the stuff that we have names for and the stuff that we can touch and hold and that's tangible and that you can pay me a couple bucks for. But lately everyone's talking about content. Like for the last few years, I mean, it's not, it's not a new phenomena. It's been happening. It's been creeping up on us. And I thought about it recently. Like I'm, I don't like, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> like I'm not here to influence or I, I'm here to impact the world and to have an influence. Sure. But not in, not in the popular, not the way that it means when you say out loud, I'm an influencer, not in 2020. Like that's not my shit. That's not my bag. That's not my game. But we talk about it like everyone's doing it now. Everyone is offering something to the world as if it's content now, you know? And it's not about whether or not your content is good because that just doesn't matter. It's about whether or not you can produce enough content and put out content and, you know, and get people to follow along with your content. And I see it all the time. And I've been, you know, surly in trying to like find my words and figure out if I'm just being a hater or if it's just like, you know, my age and the way that I am, but actually here's my problem. So like take, I'm, I'm totally just going and going and going here. Bear with me. I appreciate oh, you no. being a captain. You know what? It happened, it's happened to me a couple of times recently where I've been like, just kind of looking on Instagram and come across people's bios that says, um, influencer in their bio. And I, and then I look, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just hit, like, you're an influencer. And I look at their page and I'm like, this kind of some, this, like it's not very um, aesthetically pleasing, and I've got like three times the followers mm-hmm. that this person has. It's like I would never call myself an influencer. What does that mean when somebody recognizes themselves and 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 labels themselves as influencer? It's weird. It's like just say. That's exactly my point, though. Is so people are okay. So we're talking about well, like we we hope it's done. We hope it's in the past. It's a fading era. Like maybe maybe the world is going to be different, but it's not. It's not fading. Free Britney is happening now. She's on the internet being raggedy and sucked dry now. And the reality is, people are so willing to 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 sell themselves. I am the content. My face is the content. My Instagram is the content. People don't even have that many followers, and they don't even have like an aesthetic that sets them apart, like you said. And it doesn't matter. It fully doesn't matter because they're committed to their shit and they're committed to selling themselves. And it's just so interesting to me that the, you know, like people just don't really want to be honest about like the, the like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't assign any, any like value metrics to it. People just don't really want to be honest basically about how we're carrying ourselves in the world. I've been thinking about that because of this pandemic or in the context of this pandemic where people are getting upset, like, oh, we might have, you know, stay at home orders again and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, 
time y'all fucks never stayed home in the first place or you did and it was cushy like you had the privilege and the ability to work from home and to like you know that you had a different uh, a different situation to cruise than than other people who still have to go to work every fucking day in the midst of all this bullshit and it's like you know we don't want to we don't want to like call out the fact that like oh yeah i i saw you sitting at a restaurant like in a restaurant it was crowded and like you're telling me this casually in a story and also i can confirm i saw it with my eyes so now we both know we both know that that happened now that's the thing that you did but we're going to circumnavigate reality and we're going to pretend like that's not a problematic part of the story in a pandemic you know it's like it's little shit like that where we're so it's just so normal now in conversation and in 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 the world that I'm living in, at least when I interact with people, for people to just like skirt around the truth. People have been doing it since I was a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. We bomb people, we imprison people, we have, Guantanamo Bay was like a whole fucking thing and nobody wants to talk about how we allowed for that thing to have come into existence in the first place and the laws that it takes. Like there's, a, just, there's just all these glaring gross, gross realities sitting in front of us and we just don't want to call a spade a spade. Like you can't just be honest and say like, listen, hey, like what are you selling yourself for? Like, what are you even selling yourself for? Like, I don't understand. It's not, you're not even doing anything good or worthwhile. Do you know if Guantanamo Bay is still operational? Are they still, are there still people there? Eight eight years of Obama and four years of Trump. And I haven't, I'm, I, I haven't thought of Guantanamo Bay. Are there still people there? Well, see, the thing is, is because so many of, I mean, I'm sure there's a paper trail, maybe, but I read an article. I don't know what article on what news source, but I read an article recently about the the like legal troubles of trying to close it and how difficult it is and processing all of these people who've been detained and whatever. So, like, there are definitely still bodies. It's definitely still a it's still a hellhole that exists. I don't know what state it's in, to be honest, because I had to stop. I had to stop thinking about it. But it's it's this the the uh, 24 hour news cycle that. You, you, these things they, you get outraged mm. and then a week later you don't even think about it anymore and, and because it's not in the media and the news and in your front of your face it's like it's not happening yeah all these years just because britney wasn't in our on, in front of our eyes shit was happening to her yeah dude now we're saying free britney but we wouldn't care in the meantime when it was happening you know it's i mean it, it, on a on a like a different a different layer of that, a different version of that. Um, my brother and his wife just moved from California to Oregon like last week, like surprise sold our house. Um, they, they had, they lived in San Jose for a while for a couple of years and, um, where they lived in San Jose was like, I don't, uh, okay. Here's another thing that I realized. Like if you haven't, if you're not from a place, <laughs> you really have no business talking about the place. Like, you know, anything just cause you've been there a couple of times. And we act like the United States is like this big homogenous entity. But the fact is, most of us have never been to the fucking Midwest or never been up fucking north or some of y'all have never been east. And I've definitely never been to, you know, most of California. So it's like you don't actually know. You don't actually know what it's like for people who live there. We think that we do. We all act like we do. We consume consume the same media. So we think that we're all connected. But like, nah, dude, it's it. The way that I live here in northern Virginia is not the way that my brother and his wife were living in San Jose. Um, and especially after COVID, the homeless situation was already a crisis. Like it was already endemic. It was already a problem with a capital P-R-O-B-L-E-M problem. And then 
now, you know, it's worse. <laughs> now it's worse. Now it's so much worse. And it was already bad. Um, and I, I, I wonder, actually, I wonder about that a lot because I know you live in California and I know, like I said, like I've never been to your neck of the woods. And just because I've seen their neck of the woods, I wonder like, what does your neck of the woods look like? Like, what is, what is California like, like for you out there? Because I live, live in a sleepy little, um, avocado picking agricultural town <laughs> and the homeless here in the past 12 months is crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I like, I, it's a place where you just wouldn't expect to see homeless people and and, the, mm. and you see them everywhere. Mm. And, um, and, 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 and so it's, it's something that's happening everywhere. And, and what can you do? Yeah. Like, like, it's 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 almost it's kind of sad because you get I get to know the homeless people who live in certain parts of town. I'm not I don't know them by name, but I know like driving by, I see that particular person. I know this person. This person lives in the McDonald's parking lot. This person lives. I, I you know you can t see their territories because you just see them in these same places all the time, and and it's and it's sad because it's just like I I they become caricatures, you know. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's easy to like, I was, okay. So I was driving by, um, in DC a couple, I don't know when recently. And, um, it's so weird when you like, don't get out much anymore, but then also anyway, linear time's not even real. Anyway, anyway. So I was in DC and I was driving by, um, and, and encampment where, you know, there were like a few, a few tents set up. And I guess it was still daylight out and it was a, it was a weird, really warm day. And so there were plenty of people who were like sitting out by their tents <clears throat> and I was stopped at a traffic light. And the thing about DC is that it's like super gentrified these days and gross. And so like the homeless population just gets pushed around and pushed out and swept out like regularly. And it's, it's kind of unusual to even see large populations of, of, you know, unhoused people in DC in certain pockets anyway. So like, it's just the whole thing that I'm sitting and processing and taking in at this red light. And I thought about it for like, I really, I was looking, I was watching and I, and I like trying not to stare, but like trying to put myself in those shoes. Like, damn, like, what if that were, well, like, what if that were happening to me? And maybe what I'm about to say is kind of problematic, but there's, it occurred to me in that moment that there's a certain freedom, not any sort of comfort with this freedom, but like a certain freedom that comes with completely and totally just being written off by all of society. Like you can truly, truly, truly do whatever the fuck you want. Like everybody is already not looking at you. You know what I mean? Like people have already completely just, you're done. Like you don't exist anymore. They're avoiding looking at you. Yeah. And it really made me think like, damn, like what? What could you do? Like what it's okay. So this encampment that I was looking at was maybe like 15 people. And I thought like, that's like 15 people is not nothing, you know, like, okay. So not a lot of people it's, it, I mean, it's not like a whole huge amount, but it's also, if you're in a small room, like when Taylor and I play shows, sometimes 15 people's a lot to cram into a small room and to sit in front of and to like try and create an intimate atmosphere with like 15 people in the right context and the right setting and the right place and time can really like create universes. And it made me think, like, imagine if we didn't write people off like that. And imagine if we recognized how close we all were to being 
you know, in situations and circumstances like that. And imagine what would happen if you had this sort of freedom where you were totally forgotten about and disrespected in such a way that you would be moved to organize to do something big. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to say it out loud because I have to be careful about like when I joke and say things like burn down the Senate. But (laughs) imagine if you really, really pushed, you know, and kept pushing and did things. And then it made me think more about me, like, well, shit, like, what am I doing? I mean, I'm always thinking about what am I doing and how am I helping? But, you know, again, like, what am I doing and how am I helping? And if I look at a person like Britney Spears, who's still in the world at the same time as me, and I look at how carelessly I have consumed, you know, her image and her name and her brand and whatever, and then thrown it aside because it didn't interest me. Like, how do I, how do I reconcile those dots? And how do I make sure I like keep up with the reality of like, hey, but there's a human being who's, who's, you know, indentured in some weird twisted way and isn't totally free and isn't safe. And also, how do I look at the growing homeless population around me and connect those dots to, to shit like Britney Spears? You know, like it's not, it's the 24 hour news cycle makes us forget a lot of things, but like right here, right now on the ground, like these two things that I'm, that I'm thinking of, they're not, they're not disconnected. You know, they're not unrelated. Like if I can try and solve for one, I can try and solve for the other. And I think it can be done at the same time. I think it's one of those things where like, Hey, if I recognize it, and I try and feel out the truth in it. I can try and fucking do something in my backyard. I can't help. I can't help anybody else. I really, I mean, maybe I can, maybe I can't, whatever. It doesn't matter. What I can do is figure out like, okay, cool. There's a homeless guy at the, at the, at the like corner of the gas station or whatever, where I live. By the way, I live in the fucking boonies. Like DC is like a drive from where I live. Like I live in, this is, this is the, the, like tail end of the rural crescent. We're not even talking about the suburbs anymore. Like we're truly, truly out here. If you drive just a little bit further past my house, there's just one lane country roads and they're dairy farms and cattle farms and who knows what the fuck else. So for there to be fucking homeless people here, that's mind blowing. That tells you something that tells you, Hey, this is like, this is like a Britney Spears problem. It didn't just happen yesterday. Like there's gotta be a big, 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 bad brewing. If there are this many people who are displaced and without homes, like what, what the hell is that about? Well, the answer gets stopped because socialism, <laughs> mm. that's, that's what there, there are the, the people who are, are profiting by their being a homeless problem are also the people who are, you know, they're the people who are creating it. And they're the people who, anytime there's some kind of uh, solution, they, they just label it socialism and the people who could actually benefit from it get scared of it. And I mean, what's the answer? Is there an answer other than socialism to, or something that could be labeled as socialist by Hmm. a certain group of people to fix it? Yeah, dude, on a, what if now here's, here's a hypothetical. What if we were going to claim for ourselves, like just, just you and just me and just like for ourselves, what if we pretended like everybody else could absolutely fuck off and didn't matter and we could do whatever we needed to do? What, what, what would I do? What would you do? Like, what would we do right now? Like, okay, cool. We you call it whatever you want. Call it socialism. Call it whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in this moment, in this hypothetical situation. If I can do anything, what am I going to do? Because I've been thinking also lately that we're, I, and I know this, I hear it in myself and I know it and I have actively. It, 
Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, the, the cynicism is real, but, like, bitter and jaded, you know, uh, awful, like, pessimism. We all try and pretend, like, oh, I'm, I'm just a realist. Nah, I'm so sick of people saying that. You're not. You're not being real. You're, you're accepting the situation that is presented to you exactly as it is presented to you, and you're not willing to try and, like, push and probe and, you know, work outside of the box here. That's not being real. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yes, I'm here. We did it. <laughs> we clearly were on the right path to something. <laughs> That the powers that be were like, nah, this is a truth that's not ready for the world. Actually, do you know while I was washing my hands, I had a, I had a brilliant guiding thought, and so I think they were doing us a favor and giving us a second to collect ourselves, so that when we fucking hit the truth, we hit it hard. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of what we were talking about. I remember what we were talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of derail the train a little bit. Not really. Okay. We're, we're gonna turn the train left a little bit. We're gonna keep going on this course, but um I was uh so we're talking about Britney Spears, etc. and I thought of Corey Haim and Corey Feldman again. And I have to say funny. I just watched uh, Corey Feldman in a in the Gremlins yesterday. Oh funny. That is funny. See, okay. He's very young. So the Corys weren't famous when I was a kid. Like, it needs to be said. In the 90s and the 2000s, the Corys just were nobody. Nobody talked about the Corys anymore in popular culture. It didn't happen. I had older siblings. Um, I still have older siblings, but, you know, they're all, they're all pretty much a decade older than me. And uh, my older siblings worked at Blockbuster Video for a long, long time in their youth. So I had uh, particular access, um, and I was a... I was a fan of 80s films such as Gremlins and The Goonies, etc. And so I, I knew who the Corys were because because of that access. But it has to be said, they 100% were not famous when I was a kid. Like, nobody talked about them. Like, Corey who? You know, which is ridiculous because yeah. a couple, couple years later when the nostalgia thing kicked in, everyone's like, oh, the 80s, oh, the 90s, oh, the Corys. You know, and we all act like we were there and we knew, but we didn't. You weren't talking about them. For a reason, for a reason. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that and connect that dot because it's a similar, it's a really similar thing to what we were talking about with Britney Spears. Like it's right in front of our face. We recognize that there is an atrocity happening, and then we allowed ourselves to be, you know, guided to look at the next shiny thing. Um, someone actually. I, this was a couple of years ago. Somebody, I, I guess I had tweeted a, a meme or something, or I posted a meme on Instagram, and it had something to do with the Corys. And somebody showed up in my DMs like, hey, actually, um, this one time when I was in college, my friend was a, a waitress or whatever, and I don't remember which Corey it was, <laughs> which is like, oops, sorry. I know you're both unique, unique human beings, but like, I don't fucking remember. One of you guys. Uh, one of these Corys shows up, and now at this point, they're in, they're, they're, they're adults. Like, let's say like 
late 20s, early 30s, maybe. And um, that motherfucker totally hit on me and was gross about it and, you know, was was harassing me and blah, 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 blah. Like, there was nothing good there. Like, it was a, a bad predatory situation. So what do you have to say about that in your precious quarries? Like, first of all, back up. I don't care about them that much. <laughs> They're not Secondly, they were precious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're definitely not my quarries. Like I just explained to you, like, listen, I don't have to care about them at all, but I do. And here's why. Um, it makes complete sense. Like it was so gross and so sobering. Like, yeah, of course, of course that's fucking happened. Like, of course that person, bro, like put yourself, put yourself in these shoes, right? Something bad happens and you go tell the put whole fucking yeah, man. Like, you're not quiet about it. You and your fucking ride-or-die best friend, like, hey, this fucked-up shit happened to us. We're going to go tell everybody. We're going to go tell everybody about it. We're going to go to the cops. We're going to name names. Like, fuck you guys. And then what happened? Fuck all. Fuck all happens. You buried them. You buried them. You absolutely and completely ruined their careers. Like, we don't need you dudes. Like, it's over for you. Whatever. Gave him a tragic reality TV show way, way, way after the fact. Like, nobody's fucking paying attention to your truth, bro. And the problem is, is it's not just their truth. It's everybody's truth. If we talk about the fucking cops in this country and the situation where, like, things just don't work. Like, people say it all the time. Like, oh, well, I worked in that system. Or, oh, well, I worked in that. Or, oh, I did whatever. Or, oh, I was a part of that. And, you know, it's not that easy. It's pretty broken. Why the fuck are all of us as Americans so content to keep showing up for shit that's so broken? Like, it's not working for anybody. And then you have people like childhood stars who just become more generic, disastrous train wreck members of our American society who just prey on the innocent like they were preyed on. Like, you taught them that. You know what I mean? Like, that is the direct A to B connection that we're all missing here. Like, we instill that in each other. Like, listen... There is no justice. There is no right and wrong. We sit here and we throw all the judgments we want around and we talk big talk. But at the end of the day, nobody's fucking coming to help you. Nobody's going to help you. There is no there is no recourse for this thing that happened to you. Like, you're never going to see it in your lifetime. Sorry, Corey Haim. Unfortunately, that's true. I was a teenager when Corey Haim died, I think. Or I had graduated from high school and was a young adult. I don't remember. But I know I lived in Egypt. And I know it was on, like, you know, Entertainment Tonight or something, which was broadcast via satellite and so it was like three o'clock in the morning in Egypt time when I'm watching this and I was super bummed and I told my dad like oh Corey Haim died and he just looked at me like what what did you just say to me like who cares like who is that like what are you wasting your time for and it was really profoundly sad to me like this is a fucking random washed up middle-aged man who was not famous in my life like I sorry Corey Haim but like you didn't aside from a couple movies you were in as a kid like you didn't do anything you were not given the opportunity to do anything that I would remember you for, you know, like I loved you in the lost boys. And then what? I'm still really sad that this, that this is, this is it. This is how you went out. This is what life on earth affords us, you know, for all the fucking dignity in the world. Like this is what's going to happen to some of us. Like that's busted. That's completely and totally busted to me. And uh, another variation of this was I was on Instagram and, um, there was a podcast that was circulating with DMX and it was really hard to watch. He starts crying like fucking DMX crying. Like I, I, I could not process what I was seeing. He's talking about how his mentor um, gave him crack when he was 14 and didn't tell him and hooked him on crack and like ruined the trajectory of his fucking life. 
And the reality, like, I didn't know that, bro. I didn't know that. I make all kinds of off-color jokes and say things I shouldn't say. And, you know, like drugs, a lot of different drugs affect a lot of different people that I know and ruined a lot of different lives. But not crack. Everybody fucking jokes about crack. It's, that's fucking twisted. That's so twisted and so wrong. And it's another, another one of those sobering moments where like, hey, these dots all connect. You know, these are all things, they do matter and they are relevant to me and I should be paying attention to them. The way that we talk about this, the way that we handle human life, the way that we write it off or we joke about it or we just like, yeah, well, what did you expect to happen? Nah, what? <laughs> I don't, that doesn't make sense. Am I or am I not the architect of this reality that I, that I, you know, I wake up for every day? Like, do I or do I not have choices? Do I or do I not get to choose my own adventure within the confines of all of these ridiculous circumstances? If these are the circumstances, like, shouldn't I be choosing an adventure that changes the fucking circumstances for the rest of us? Like, this is crazy to me. Yeah, but money, you know, it's, it's all that money is the root of it. And, and it's just the same reason someone would stay in a, a job in a corrupt, you know, in a correct system, just going to work every day. The same reason that these child actors get put out there and turned into commodities rather than treated as people. And it's, it's not to make them money. It's to make everyone around them. And then you, that's you have this problem with Britney Spears and her dad. That's all about money. The quarry has crashed and burned because the quarries only existed because of money. There was no, they were made into mm-hmm. an, an art. They were, they were, they fit a certain archetype of that, that was in, was popular for about five years in the eighties, and, mm-hmm. and they had a, a sweet window where they pulled. Off. Yeah. yeah, and and so, but and it's all because of money, which is just a crazy thing that doesn't even really exist. And it's like there are people that have power mm-hmm. because they have these zeros in their bank account, and there are people who have nothing, who work their asses off, you know, destroy their bodies doing labor that have no zeros in their bank account and and it's just so stupid you know <laughs> you have you have you have people putting their kids into these in, into hollywood to make that to make them a commodity to make themselves money and and mm-hmm. so so what unless we're going to get rid of money from the system what else what is the, what's the other answer how do you stop it from happening it, it seems like that's the root of everything is is either not having enough money or mm. having too much money or being in search of more money that's what what's what drives everybody mm. that's why that's why artists that's why sure. artists it's like <clears throat> this bullshit thing that people say where it's like i just want to make money with my art i just want this thing to do this to make money doing the thing i love it's like no man as soon as you bring money into it it's no longer the thing you love, you know? <laughs> so, like, yeah. like, it has to be this disconnect with money because money is so fucking dirty that you don't want to yeah. associate it with the things you love. You've got to fucking go to this shit job getting sexually fucking harassed every day by your, your boss and fucking carpal tunnel and doing shit that you know is fucking wrong, but you're getting the fucking paycheck and then you go home and do the stuff you love to, to wash all that shit off of you. Because as soon as they come together and money and art yeah. come together, you get Britney Spears. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't, it's not working for, I mean, it, no, <laughs> it's, it's not, not working, but it's exactly like you said, it's not money for art. It's money for other things that I can offer people, but it can't be money for art because then I, I just, I'm not making art anymore. Right, right. 
You know what I'm talking about. Hey, and don't get me wrong. I've absolutely tried. I mean, I still try all the time. It's I half of a third of my waking consciousness is spent trying to calculate how I can commodify the shit that comes easiest. Because let me tell you, it's not cute trying to figure out how to stack up all of these, all of these figures and try and, you know, keep a roof and a car and insurance and all of those things. It's just not, it's not happening. And the, the other problem, the other situation is like, I really, I recognize what it is. I've worked for, for many people. I've had many jobs. Um, I've done lots of things that I really liked and I've done lots of things I didn't care about very much. And I didn't do those things for long because I just am not built that way. And the last job that I had, I liked so much, but it was so problematic. It was so fucking problematic. First of all, my boss was a fucking racist. My boss was a fucking racist and fucking hated my guts. And I didn't, like, it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me and it didn't even have very much to do with race. It was just the fact that I was a woman who was capable and was, you know, like one of the, the rare employees in that hellhole who did the job and did the job well, no less. That was the most irritating, horrible part is I would show up and it's not like it was fucking hard work to work at this bookstore. I mean, it's manual labor mostly, but like I showed up and I did a damn good job all the fucking time and people would remember me, you know, people would ask for me like strangers on the street would come up and, and like leave fucking comments to say like, Hey, that person right there, like that one, the gem of this store, like you motherfuckers didn't deserve me, frankly, for how horrible and spiteful and awful my boss was all the fucking time. That's just like, that's just the cherry on top because the actual work is also disgusting and alarming. It's a used bookstore. We get used merchandise. We don't take a lot of it. People don't take a lot of it back. You know what happens? It goes in the dumpster. You know what else happens? We move a lot of merchandise. If people don't buy shit and it sits on the shelf and, you know, I've got more fucking Nicholas Sparks novels to put up and there are always more Nicholas Sparks novels to put up, then I got to throw this shit away. Point blank period. It's going in the garbage. People would, would come and ask for donations and, and try and, you know, uh, get prisons for uh, prisons, get books for, for prison and get books for, for classrooms and books for all of these, you know, other associated serviceable areas in our lives were like, hey, this garbage could could help someone, you know, like, and I'll take it off your hands and I'll do all the paperwork and you don't have to do anything but give it to me. And the answer was always unequivocally no. Hard no, absolutely not, cannot, will not. And now Sudaya, turn around, rip it up and throw it in the dumpster. And also we had a people, we had a problem where people would dumpster dive and the pettiness that I witnessed, oh my God, one day my boss and her husband were both in the trash can with uh, gallons of paint because someone had been dumpster diving. And so they said, fine, fuck you guys. The next time you go into our dumpster, you're going to get covered in paint and all of this merchandise is ruined. Another time someone set the dumpster on fire and it was the most poetic, beautiful thing I had ever witnessed. It was honestly one of my favorite moments on earth. Someone set the fucking dumpster full of pulpy romance novels on fire. Yeah. And we deserve nothing less. And it's just so it's just so normal. Everybody goes to work every day and you deal with people who don't do a good job. And I know it. I know it's a fact. All of you can fucking lie all you want when you're confronted with it. But I know it's true. And sometimes you're the one that's not doing such a great job. And that's okay, because guess what? All of our jobs are bullshit, turns out. Not all of them, but the vast majority of them. The vast majority of us show up and we exchange valuable, valuable hours of our life for bullshit labor that means nothing to us. And then we shortchange people and we get shortchanged and we treat each other poorly and we gripe and we complain and we keep on keeping on because we're too fucking scared 
to daydream yeah. a well, better reality and, for ourselves. And you're an exception. You you will quit a job and, and walk away from the money if it's not living up to Girl, the money wasn't even good. Oh my God, the money wasn't even good. It wasn't even a living you're, you're also, uh, you also see freedom in in being homeless. So, so I see <laughs> it's a different place than the average person. The average person's going the other way. The average person is is like trying to like climb this imaginary ladder that doesn't exist and has been force fed like it does. And if you just keep working hard, you'll you'll climb that ladder. But it's like, where does it even go? It's, everything's in the cloud now. There's not even there's not even a second floor. Seriously, and let me backtrack too, and just make sure that like I'm not romanticizing homelessness. Like it's uh, not no, not what I'm saying at all. But I mean, you can see freedom in that. That's not the. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So yeah. so I, I get I get exactly what you're saying about that. Where it's like, shit, man. I was working for this company. I was writing. Um, they I was I was a technical writer, and I I got we hired to write the manuals to the fucking Wells Fargo. It was the manuals that they were telling people how to rip people off. Mm. And when I was oh. writing, I was writing the training. Yeah. And I, I quit it. And, and I told the, the guy I was working for that I was, I was like working for a company that had like got me this job, you know, placed me in this job. <laughs> and I told <laughs> the guy thinking I was talking to, um, you know, because it was all online. I don't have any faces. And I was thinking I was talking to the guy at the company I worked for. And I was like, I just can't do this. It's not in line with my morals. Like, fuck this bullshit that they're trying to sell people. And I was actually talking to the Wells Fargo guy. And they, my, <laughs> my bosses were not fucking happy about that. <laughs> so, but, but it's like, and, it, and it's like, it's like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. And I, the, I, the money is great, but I, I can't do it. But I don't know that most, but clearly somebody else came in and did it. You know, so the average person is isn't thinking that way. The average person is turning that shit off and making money. To, it doesn't matter how you do it, because that that's this mo that, that's the motivating thing. You'll you'll turn your morals off. You'll turn your values off. You'll turn your morals off just to make a paycheck. And it's sad because money's not even real. It's nothing. Yeah. And it's you know it's interesting too. I think. I think a lot of the time people like rationalize it to themselves. Like, listen, it's not even, it's not just the money. Like it's not, I don't need money that bad. It's the, I have to survive. You know, like this is just the way that the world is. Like everybody is like me. We're yeah. all doing what we have to do. Right. There's no right. alternative. No, we're all like, if I, okay. So we were talking about, we're talking about homelessness and, um, and all of this stuff that's happening with COVID and evictions and the national, uh, uh, moratorium on on like rent and whatever is being lifted or has been lifted it's who can keep track that's like i think the estimated number that i saw was 11 million 11 million 11 million americans and that's not counting the ones who are already without housing okay that's not counting the ones that are already displaced right new new and it yeah an additional 11 million americans listen y'all there's not even like there's like what like 136 million of us 163 I don't numbers don't mean anything to me but I know that we're not even that many. That is not a that is not a a, a trivial percentage of us. That is not a a small number of us. That is quite a chunk of our population who are going to be what without housing and people oh but you know I have to go to work so that it doesn't happen to me. You know like I can't 
I'm not, that's not going to happen to me. Like, Oh, it sucks. I might get COVID might give COVID to everybody and their mom, but like, I got to keep my roof over my head. Yeah. That's where, that's how they fucking get. Is. That's, that's where I'm at. That's where you are. That's exactly where we all are. And that's part of the problem. If, if you don't have the, okay. So the thing is too, is we act like, Oh, well, we need all this extra money and where's it going to come from? And we have the answers. It's just, some of you are fucking cop blockers and you want to get all up in arms and say, Oh, we need the police. Oh, we need our military budget needs to be that big. We have to defend ourselves. The the really like the grand overarching problem is just how ignorant Americans are of their own circumstances and their own situation in the world. And in like another 30 or 40 years, when most of our real estate and most of our highways have been sold to to international uh, parties and, you know, our children's children, children have to fight to like get their country back or whatever the fuck from foreign from foreign interest, like. Y'all are really going to understand then. You're really going to be rolling around in your graves like, oh, hmm, guess maybe we should have all learned a second language if we didn't already have one going on at home. And I guess maybe the dollar wasn't that important. It's just remarkable, truly, to look at the grand scheme of everything. Like, I've been looking at, at, at the housing market to try and figure out, like, cool, am I, am I always going to be in this couch surfing position I don't want to be and I don't plan on being? And that's you know, like it's cool for now and you've got this cool little space carved out in the universe, but maybe someday soon would like to have a whole ass house. You know, I would also like to have space where I can make magic behind closed doors and people can stop looking at it and I can just do the fucking things I need to do and not try and sell it. So I'm looking around and I'm realizing that a lot of the land in this area, because, you know, you explore all your options, see what there is. They don't make land anymore. Uh, who, which, which disgusting asshole in history said that i don't remember jp morgan maybe i don't make land anymore and it's fucking true so i've been looking around and all of the land in the richest county in the country which is very close to me and which is where i grew up loudon county all of the uh, all of the available tracts of land seem to have been sold off to like foreign investment firms and that's peculiar to me because i fucking live here <laughs> i can't I, you know, like I can't make my dreams a reality on any level because for starters, Uncle Sam is not having it. And then Uncle Sam didn't even want to have it to the point where it fucking sold any potential properties off to the highest bidder abroad. So it's like no part of this system is here for me. And then it begs the ultimate question, like whose fucking America is it? Whose country is this? You know, it's, it's, isn't, is it not mine? Like, do I not count? Did have I not lived here my whole life? Was I not born here? Like, is this not my backyard as much as it is my neighbor's backyard? Like, what the fuck? Like, who, who is it for? If nobody, if, if none of my friends and my peers want to join me on this bridge where I'm daydream believing a reality beyond the dollar, like who, who are, who are we, who, who are our pals? You know, like who's fighting what fight? Like where, where yeah, right. the fuck are we? Right. Well, there's a, a lot of money to be laundered <laughs> through land from foreign, you know, foreign money comes into land. That's, that's where they're doing it is. So, so that's why, unless you've got money to launder, there's no land to be purchased. And then you look at shit. Like I, I remember sitting on a rooftop on the North coast of Egypt when I was a teenager and sitting with my Egyptian step siblings and cousins and you know, just, just being teenagers and being under the open sky and the fucking Mediterranean was right there. And it was a beautiful, beautiful moment where we were exchanging our humanity. Like, what's it like? What's it like for you? And they're asking me these questions like, Hey, in America on TV and in movies and stuff, 
you know, and they talk about slavery. Like, what's the deal? Like, what's it like over there? Is it okay now? Like, is everything better? And I remember being 16 and unequivocally saying, hell no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I live in a militarized police state and it is inherently racist. And all of my cousins and step-siblings were not ready for that truth bomb. And I remember thinking, too, like, this should not be radical. These opinions, this, this is not an opinion, it's a fact, first of all. Secondly, it shouldn't be radical to just say what is true. And I say this shit all the time and people react like a bomb is going off and I don't understand. I don't understand. If you can't even look the fucking truth in the eyes, of course we're not going to be able to solve for it. And that was then. That was so many years ago. And now look at where we are. Still a, a militarized police state. Only now some of you have the audacity to say, no, keep it well, that way. Too. I mean, you can forget defunding the police and forget uh, taking money from the military budget. Even if you don't do that, there are ways to fix the problem. And But it's going to require CEOs and, and the 1% who are making all the money and the business owners actually letting some money trickle down to the people and paying the people a living wage. A lot of money goes overseas into into accounts. That it went, like, it's like once you go in, if you go into Target and you spend your dollar, that dollar is gone. It's out of the economy. It's not coming back. Mm-hmm. It's going into an offshore account. They're they're, yeah. they're sucking the money out of the economy or out, out of out of the country, and they're not paying the people who work for them living wages. Yeah. And instead, if, they, if you just took a fraction of what you know, it's something that they'll never even see because it's if you take like like a, a hundredth of their yearly rate uh, salary and just gave the people who worked for them a little bit of a raise, like you mm-hmm. could change. A lot of things when when people aren't poor mm-hmm. and aren't aren't struggling, like but then that's where crime comes down. You see crime come down, and then you don't the, the you know you don't need to fund the police. It's it's not it's not about. I mean, if that's what it, that's where crime comes from. Crimes come comes from people not having enough. They want to act like it's because you're liberal and you want everything handed to you, but there are people that clearly don't have enough. To, to survive, I'm talking about a sur- yeah. to survive, to just to live for another day, and and then and then if you want to yeah. throw drugs and shit into it and and, yeah. and use that as a reason to to look down on a person when when it's just still it's just a product of that poor environment of that fucking of poverty, and then yeah. look at look at you struggling to fucking like you would like to own some land, but that's and and you're realizing that's never going to happen because. Fuck it, dude, fuck it. I don't even need to own land. Like, that is that's adventurous. That's a daydream. Like, a whole tract of land is, a, is an ask, and I get the reality. Like, cool, I'm not going to be a farmer. So so a house, even, you know? Like, like if I just wanted to if I just wanted to stay in the place where I am from, right? If I wanted to live in my hometown, I cannot afford to do it. Point blank, period. I can't afford to do it. They keep tearing down all the trees and building these luxury condominiums that go largely unpopulated. Nobody fucking lives in these multi-million dollar shoe boxes that they're building. Yeah. And I just can't afford to live here. Yeah, and you can't afford to live here because somebody is getting richer. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like it's like what can you do? What can you do when you're when you're a woke individual you're like there's not enough people to to make a change I mean, there's enough there are enough people physically but there aren't enough people who are willing to do it who are willing to take a risk i myself included like like don't give me i got a family to support i got people to look out for i'm not making any big risks you know i'm not taking any i'm not taking any chances okay so 
this is so all of these fundamental failings in our society all stack up and are related to each other. So that's that's another thing is a thing that happens a lot in this world in our in our American life is you you are tasked with too many jobs. You you got to wear too many hats, especially 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 women in our society. You have to wear too many fucking hats. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't even matter like that's just the way that it is. You you've got work to do. You've got jobs to do. So like for example, I wear a caretaker hat and a caretaker hat means that in my own life not only do I have to be my own accountant not only do I have to keep track of my own bills and money coming in and going out but caretaking means I have to do that for someone else and let me tell you right now mine is not a number brain it's just not it's just not I just don't get numbers I fully don't and I wish I wish that I had had just like one diligent math teacher who could explain the language to me in my life but it never fucking happened and maybe it'll happen someday, but like, listen, from where I'm sitting right now, this is, it's not an easy thing for me to do. It is not, it is work that I have to like triple and quadruple check because I'm not good at it and I'm getting the numbers all wrong. Despite that, you do it. You do what you have to do. You make it work. You keep the shit sailing as smoothly as possible. And then look at, if you zoom out from that, the reality is like, no matter how good of a job that I do at something that I'm bad at, I'm bad at it, you know, like I can keep the ship sailing doesn't mean that it's, you know, sailing as efficiently or effectively as it could be without the proper resources and the proper help and like somebody else's number brain to help me maximize my options and my potential and to see like, hey, you don't even know about this cool little thing that exists. But now if you do this, oh, look at all of this, look at all this magic it unlocks. I don't have all of that. So I'm at a deficit and that's okay. You do what you have to do, right? But we stack these deficits on top of each other and it's not just one and it's not just one of us. It's all of us. Everybody has to wear so many hats. You have to take care of people. You have to do things. You have work in front of you. You have this, you have that, you have whatever. And the problem is there's no, there's no care. Like who are your fucking friends? Like who's out there to help you? Everybody that you know is probably in a very similar situation to you where they are also strapped for time, strapped for cash, strapped for energy. You know, like if a, if a crisis fucking happens and hits the fan, like maybe some of us are covered. But the fact is 11 fucking million Americans plus the people who are already out there are going to be without roofs over their head. And it's all part of the same parcel. Like we don't, we don't all look at each other. Like we should be taking care of each other. Like you are not my burden. I have my own burdens. I have my own people. I have my own self. And I think that's a huge part of our problem. Cause if I can't see beyond my own self and my own burdens and I can't relate your burdens and your experiences to my shit, then like that 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 disconnected like you're never going to vote in favor of the thing that i need you know what i mean you're never going to take care of me in a political sense because it's the only language that the people in this country seem to understand is every four years we gather together and we argue about some bullshit that doesn't matter and then you cast a fucking vote well listen you're not even voting for the thing that i need to survive because you have no empathy for me because you have no idea you just have no idea what's going on because you're not looking and you don't want to because you have your own shit in front of you yeah and I get that as somebody who has my own shit. I, I get that. I do not have the capacity, even for my own friends, I do not have the capacity to like pick up the phone consistently or text you right back and whatever. Like it's just, you work with what you've got, but we're working with too much. And that's another thing that we should address. Like it doesn't have to be this way. It's not supposed to be this way. When everybody is recognizing everybody else, you also recognize everybody else's strengths and weaknesses. And then everybody sort of gets to filter, you know, into their, into their appropriate lane. If there's space for you to like, go do the thing that you're good at, you can go fucking do the thing that you're good at and all of us will prosper.
you know, because now I don't have to do the accounting anymore. We got a fucking number brain to do the books. And now look at how much money we're making. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. That's the way that it works. That's that's the whole idea of like mutual aid and community care. Like, first of all, the fuck is even in my community? though? <laughs> one of my did I tell you about one of my neighbors who put up a whole ass Confederate flag in their window. Like, listen, what is it? What is it that you're trying to like? What part of your Southern heritage is it that you are most proud of and so gung-ho about right now that you're advertising it in the window? You know, like, just go ahead and say, just say it, just say it. In fact, they did say we went to a birthday party and, uh, and openly at this birthday party, the topic of conversation was we don't like Mexicans. <laughs> and that's such a, like, I, 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 I was... Today I was reflecting on the fact that I'm I'm in my friend groups for as long as I can remember I'm always a minority. Like I don't think I've ever been in a group of people other than my siblings where I just was. I have always been a minority. Like you are all, I'm always the other one. And I think because I'm always the other one and because I'm used to people just disregarding the other one in the room. It's amazing to me when people say shit like that out loud because they really forget. They really look at you and they just like like, listen, brown is brown is brown. And if I don't like Mexican, that means that I don't like you. But I forgot just long enough to fucking say to your face that I don't like that other one. And in 10 seconds, we're both going to reach the same conclusion that, yeah, you're right. I also don't like you, but we're not there yet. And I get to sit there and just watch, you know, and just wait for like the trains to collide or whatever. And it's like that a lot in this world. Like, just, just look around, just look around and look at everybody else and figure out like, hey, wait a second. What about that guy? What about Britney Spears? What about DMX? What about the Corys? You know? celebrities are easy because they're shoved in front of us and we just chew them up and spit them out. Like that is a fantastic place to start addressing people's humanity. What about the people that I just mindlessly consume and then forget about? What about those guys? You know, forget about the fucking dollars. None of that stuff is even real. What about what's left of their humanity? You know, how do we talk about them? How do we joke about them? How do we not joke about them? How do we, how do we remember them or not remember them? They're you. That's you. That is an extension of yourself in this universe. You know, that's a, that's a mirror image of you. Like, fucking take care of Britney Spears. That's all I know is if we don't take care of Britney Spears, we're never going to take care of any pop star ever. And we're going to keep damaging human beings. And then damaged human beings are going to keep going around damaging other human beings. And we all walk around like, well, that's just how it is on Earth. Well, I don't know, man. Isn't it? Isn't that how it is on Earth? It is. It is how it is on Earth. And I like, do we all recognize that that's not how it has to be? Like, you do have a choice. Listen, not everybody has the, the, the chemistry required to choose happiness. Not everybody has the, the wherewithal to, like, choose to feel good. Yeah, there's 72 million of them. Yeah, dude. And we talk, like, you know, especially we had this conversation about, about light washing and how, like, oh, it's okay. And, you know, just be positive and just look on the bright side and just manifest the thing that you want. Like, listen. Life is an ugly, clownish reality. <laughs> it is a brutal, fucked up circus out there. It's a mess. The bears, the dancing bears are biting everyone like it's not a good time. Despite that, recognizing, like in the face of that, you still get to choose your own adventure. And, and you, you can take those moments to, to meditate and to, to do your power of positive thinking and to... Uh, uh, spread love and light but while that's happening Britney Spears is also existing yeah so so it, it's both I mean you got I, I realize self-love but at the same time there's other shit's happening and it's not stopping 
no matter how hard you, um, no matter how many dream boards you make. And, 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 you know, like another thing too, is like, even if it wasn't Britney Spears, like if it, like Corey, whichever Corey it was who then went on to like, you know, sexually harass someone else. And it's just like another fucking dude in the world who's got problems. You don't have to be like, you don't have to be good people. You know, like we, we need to stop virtue, virtue signaling and we need to stop weighing and placing these value judgments on things. Like I don't need to do good for good. I need to do good period. I need to try and be good. And I don't, I don't stop at the face of someone who is not good. You know, like you can still extend grace to monsters. I don't have to extend them the same freedoms and the same rights as the rest of us. Like we don't have to keep perpetrating harm, which is a fucking thing that we do. We rehabil- we, we, ugh, spend so much time like crafting the narrative of like how we talk about abusers and the abuse, but we don't spend the right amount of time reconciling the fact that like people, everybody on earth is hurt, dude. Like everybody's hurting and we should be solving for the hurt. We shouldn't be trying to like mask the feelings of like, Oh, it's ugly. And we don't want to look and like, okay, we know that person hurt them, but like, no, 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 no. Fix the hurt, have adult conversations, feel the feelings, you know, breathe and, and be there and be positive, but like fucking boots on the ground, you know, like it's not enough to just sit and meditate and think about it in your head. Like what ugly conversations are you having in your immediate circle? I don't know anybody who doesn't have some shit going on with some family member somewhere or some friend. Like it doesn't happen that way because we're all human on earth. Even if you don't identify as human, cool. You know humans who don't value your identity. So like there's fucking work to be done. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something to be done. And uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there thinking about non-humans, but... <laughs> That's okay. I think I think this has been a lot. This has been a lot. It's going to take some digesting. Yeah. Um, you, you never let me down. We always go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, at least there's that. <laughs>
off all my skin and I felt the weight within revealed a bigger mess that you can't fix 